this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the true story of a New York City boy with big town hopes and small neighborhood dreams of becoming BFFs with the Real Housewives and other Bravo celebrities. Then, one day, that dream actually came true. Let me take you behind the velvet rope. Hey guys, this is David. Welcome back behind the velvet rope. How is everybody doing? Let's get right into it today because we are joined from Utah by Riley Gerber from Below Deck, seasons six and seven. Hey, how are you? How are you? Now, you're telling me you're not good with technology, but you know what? You figured this all out really quickly. Well, I was very, you know, click one link, you're right, and then go from there. But I just hate when I have to like, research something i'm not good at it i just want to know and dive into something and get it done (laughs) me too listen even though i have a podcast i have a lot of help behind the scenes and i am not good with any of the technology either and if there's any bumps in the road i run for cover you mean you have a team behind you that's actually like uplifting and positive and encourages you to do well and succeed i wouldn't know what that's like (laughs) oh you're oh you're bringing it today right I bring it every day. That's why I'm so excited to sit down with you. And by the way, Miss Gina that hooked you and I up says she wants me to say hi to you. Oh, well, Gina is amazing. She's been so supportive of me. I love her. And yes, so, you know, hi. Hi to both of you. (laughs) Hi to you. But yes, she says hi. And yes, I do have a team that, you know, they lift me up. they, They make me happy. They help out with things. And you just, I guess, to jump right into it, you didn't feel like you had that on Below Deck. I don't know what it is about Below Deck, but, you know, I mean, this last season wasn't any different for me than the first season because I I still had Ashton there. And Ashton, 
you know, there's, there's always that magic of editing, but you can't highlight people to be anybody that they're not, you know? Totally. So, I mean, I'm mouthy, I'm feisty, I'm all that, but he's an asshole and he was both seasons. And so I'm glad, you know, the last season they, they showed a little bit more of that. How did you, like, where are you from? I don't even know really, you know, your story. Like, where are you from originally? And like, how'd you get into yachting? Uh, so, okay, so I'm born and raised in Alaska, well, partially raised. I moved to Florida when I was going into high school. My my mom and stepdad opened a bed and breakfast, and um, and then I kind of got stuck down there with high school and college, and then entered into real estate, and, and then kept going back and forth. So I, I really, when I started going back to Alaska, um, I got into fishing more so on a professional level versus just recreational, and thought I'd chase fish for a living versus, you know, sit in an office. And I think that with that kind of background, of course, you know, below deck is, is on the ocean. So they want people with that kind of background and and experience. And, you know, I had a different kind of experience to bring to the table and I think it meshed well with reality TV. And, and that's how I came to yachting. I never worked on a yacht prior to uh, season six and season seven. I only worked on fishing boats. Wow. What do you think of Below Deck Sailing Vessel? Have you watched it? Um, I saw a couple episodes. I'm on the road now. I, I'm on the road full time with a van I purchased. So um, one of the priorities is not cable TV. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> but I'm like, I am a, a, I'm a Bravo junkie, right? Like I love it. Um, and with Below Deck Sailing, I was kind of disappointed to see, like, Adam back. Because he doesn't seem like that kind of personality, you know, that you want to have on board. He seems, like, very into himself. And, you know, you can't be that way on, on deck. But I don't know him personally. <laughs> I'm probably, like, putting my foot in my mouth. Uh, but... I think that what I hear from reviews, I've met Ciara and Paget, and we've done an Instagram live together because they're into the van life. But um, from what I've seen of the reviews, I think I'd probably feel the same way as the fans do. I think there's a lot of clashing personalities, and I think there's a lot of, of drama to be had. So, Being from Alaska, does everyone ask you if you know Sarah Palin? Yes, yes. I mean, you know... She is from Wasilla, or she has a house in Wasilla, which is where my dad lives. Um, but I've never met her personally. I'm just assuming that that's what everyone asks you, you know? Right. No, I also don't ride a dog sled to school, and I don't live in an igloo. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. How'd you get into this van life? Like, how did this come about? Well, I mean, I'm very much like an outdoors person. I love hiking. I love camping and obviously fishing and Um, I had been for the last seven years when I, it was actually during the time I was engaged. Um, I decided to, you know, go back and forth to Alaska and, and do that via my MDX just because it was an easy way to carry every, everything in my belongings and my dog and experience, you know, cross country trips in America. Um, and so with that being said, you know, I've I've been looking into a a van, which is more and more up and coming in this day and age. And I finally bit the bullet and traded my car in for one. So it's it's like brand new. It's like a month old. Do you love it? 
I do. I mean, this is what I wanted. It's just easy for me. Uh, and since I'm not, I'm no longer engaged <laughs> and I'm not tied down anywhere. It's just the most conducive for my lifestyle. Um, I do a lot of traveling and exploring and I have a jewelry line where my pieces come from things that I, you know, procure in nature, um, i.e. dead animals <laughs> for the most part. <laughs> yes, which we're going to talk about. Yeah. So like, so being able to be on the road like this, it's just, again, it's just more conducive to my lifestyle. Were you always into like fishing and hunting, like growing up? Was it more fishing? Was it both fishing and hunting? Um, so my stepdad, he, he just recently passed, but he was the one that got me into fishing. He had a boat in Seward, Alaska. And when they married at the age of seven, um, we'd spend weekends down there and that was just my, my hometown growing up. So I, I got into fishing when my stepdad and my mom got married. And, but as for outdoors, my, my dad's been a huge part of why I love, you know, hiking and being out in the wilderness. That's nice. And then I noticed like online, like you get your, listen, we all have our share of haters. Like you get your share of haters, like the people that are anti like fishing and anti hunting. What do you say to all of them? And how did that, I mean, like, was that, did you get that a lot before below deck or is it obviously, you know, you're more in the public eye now? Yeah. Well, I mean, am I allowed to cuss? <laughs> you could say whatever the fuck you want on this okay, great. podcast. Because I don't give a fuck about the haters. Honestly, I don't understand why people feel the need to, you know, say how they think you should live in any respect that you do. Like, I'm not hunting your pet caribou. And if I did, then come at me. But, but for now, it's like, I get people that, and it's laid off a little bit, but it's, it's, you know, I don't go to some vegans page and tell them to eat more meat. You know, you do what you want to fucking do. Cause totally. I'm going to do what I'm going to do. And as long as I'm within my legal rights and I'm not hurting you or it's, it's all, I don't like to go into detail on my posts as to why I decided to go hunt. I mean, it's for every reason. It's, I love the fucking thrill of hunting. I, I utilize all of the animal. I eat the meat. I use the antlers and the skull. I create art out of it or, you know, what I think is art. And then, you know, it's helping conservation too. I mean, there's herds of wolves taking out, you know, or there's packs of wolves taking out herds of caribou. I mean, it's just, it's nature, you know, and it's been going on for years. And, and when haters come to me and they have something to say, I, I kindly tell them to shut the fuck up. <laughs> For the most part, I don't enjoy hearing from them. I don't blame you. You know, I mean, I I kind of agree with you that everyone kind of gets to do, you know, like who's to say one person has the right to judge someone else. Right. Yeah. Which I feel like, I guess maybe that was always the case, but man, Instagram has really brought that to the forefront now, hasn't it? I just, I, you know, social media, like it's a, everybody knows this, you know, it, it, it's, there's pros and cons that come to it. And, you know, I mean, there's, there's a lot that I receive uh, from the pro side of things as far as, you know, how social media treats me. And then when it comes to like somebody saying something that's just like hateful or, or, or rude, it's so funny to me because not even just hunting, you know, if somebody doesn't like me because of how I was portrayed on the show you know, somebody wants to say, turn a gun on yourself or, you know, say, I mean, call me every nasty name in the book. How are you now any different than what you perceived of me on TV? So I like to, I like to call them out on it 
um, I really expect everybody to hold themselves accountable. I try to hold myself accountable in, in my actions. Um, and so when someone comes at me and, and calls me vile or disgusting or asks me for nude pics and sends their own, like, it's like, I call them out on it. So I'm like, you are now no better than the person you're insulting. You yeah, know, it's, it's just, like hip- hypocrisy at its yeah. finest. It's, it's ridiculous. I think people are getting dumber. By <laughs> Do you get a lot of dick pics? I mean, to that point. Oh God. Yeah. I have amazing. I have, it's so funny. I was, I, I didn't even know I was accidentally saving pictures to Instagram. I didn't know you could do that, like archive them. And apparently, I guess I, I, I guess I knew it. This is where technology sucks for me. I guess I knew it one time, right? So I had a collection on Instagram that said dick pics. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, I have, amaz- I have an amazing collection. <laughs> I forgot who I was talking to the other day and somehow it came up. Some on like this, someone from Bravo. And I'm like, I must be doing something wrong because I don't have any dick pics. So to everyone guys- out there, like I, I, I'm, I'm here too. I got to tell you, this is so funny because uh, last year, Kate and I were talking about it from the show. And she's like, I don't get any dick pics. I was like, you're fucking shitting me, right? Like, you, I mean, Kate, you've been on the show for a while. Yeah. You've got to be getting dick pics. Like, check your, you know, check your wants to send you a message DMs, right? Like, <laughs> so I had actually, if I can tell you like a quick story. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course you could. Oh, God. It's we disgusting. have time. We have time. Okay, great. Tell me. So, so there's this guy, right, that was, like, badgering the shit out of me and just, you know, talking to me about his dick until finally he's, like, he says this thing. He's, like, have you ever seen a guy suck his own dick? And I was, like, now you have my interest, right? Like, I would like to see that because I've never seen that before. <laughs> so I was, like, you know, so that's my response. Normally I just ignore them until they keep, keep badgering me or, or interest me. And this guy I said, you know, if you can do that, you need to go into the porn industry. Seriously. And Kate had, yeah, and Kate had said to me that she never gets dick pics. So I was like, ready. I was waiting for this to come. I was like, I'm going to screenshot this. I'm going to send Kate her dick pic. We'll both be satisfied. It'll be great, right? So he sends a video of, of well, I'm assuming it's him sucking his own dick. <laughs> and I like, I got, it was the video. So it was really just kind of, amazing to see right and so I take the screenshot and the funny thing is is you know I send it to Kate but I also was able to use that screenshot later when somebody asked me for uh, like titty pics right and I was like dude you know tune into season six I mean episode nine or whatever the fuck it was like I'm I'm having sex on national television so don't ask me for tit pics just go go enjoy television right so um Finally, he like kept up. He just kept badgering me. And so I was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to send this guy a picture. I'm going to make him open it first, right? Like you can't just open your message and see this picture. You have to click on the actual message. So he, I, I sent it to him after he asked me for like the 20th time. And it was the screenshot of this dude sucking his dick. And immediately it was like, I'm a vile cunt. I should burn in hell. How dare I? It was the funniest fucking thing that now I just do it to everybody that asks me for me. I like that. I like it. Well, that's the thing about like these internet trolls. Like the minute you give it back to them, they fucking run and hide 
and duck for cover. And it's oh like, my God. and first of all, like, why are you DMing me with like, it's always like zero followers. It's like, okay, you created this account because you're, I mean, you show you're your face. With me. Right. Exactly. Like the, the amount of time this took, like bravo, like, Oh God, that's too much. Don't you even have to have like multiple email addresses? Like you can't just create account like these. This is like that show, like don't fuck with cats. Those are the people I appreciate them finding that murderer, but those right. are the people you got to look out for. Seriously. The amount of time it takes. I'm like, I don't even understand how to do this. Like why? Yeah, it's too much. How'd you get involved in Below Deck? Like, then if you've never were on a yacht, I mean, like, obviously you were like Alaska fishing, it's related, but how did this even come about? Yeah, well, okay. So when I had, I mean, when Instagram was going off, like I, I was doing Instagram. I mean, for I mean, I, it's so funny. Friends are like, I, I was your friend when you had two likes, you know, which is true. Like I would post these pictures that I thought were really badass, like fishing pictures, you know, halibut bigger than I am. And I think, like, with, you know, I was following a, a lot of, like, Bravo stuff. So I'd watch it on my off-season. And um, I reached out to, like, casting, I think. But it was not until later that they got back to me. And they were, like, through Instagram. And then they are like, um, you, you know, they asked me my relationship status right off the bat. And at that time, I was engaged. And I actually kind of thought, I was like, oh, you know what? That's just more drama. Because... I'm supposed to be behaving, you know, let's find out if she behaves. But also he was a chef. So I was like, maybe we can like team up, you know, now I see Paget and Ciara a team, but um, I had thought maybe that was something that we could do then. And that, that wasn't the case. They, I think they wanted me single. So they actually reached out to me a year later, um, which I'm totally happy about because I, I think the season they wanted me on was the one with Jen, the, the skinny little blonde. Yeah. I thought she was so boring. You would have just put her in her place. I would have been bored to death. I would have been bored. So I'm happy I'm not a part of that boring season. I'm happy I had my my season with my my people. But um, yeah, when they asked me, when they finally um, contacted me again a year later, I, I was like, well, I'm no, I'm no longer engaged, so I'm I'm ready. They're like, who would you sleep with if there's any limits? I was like, ah, there's no limit. Really? So did they? So did they purposely like not want you when you were engaged? Like they pretty much said like, we I want think so. Yeah. I, I think if you're in a relationship, you know, they, they want you to be loose and carefree and be yourself, like no restrictions. And honestly, I would have been myself anyway. I mean, there's never really a time that I'm not, that I, you know, I'm you're unapologetically authentic. me. So <laughs> Yeah, I think that's good. I could like totally relate to that. I am literally the same way. I'm like, if you fucking hate good. me, I don't give, I'm like, I don't give one fucking shit if you hate me. Not even no. 1%. That's on you, man. That is on you. Well, you know, know, and I feel like that's, we're not doing a disservice to anybody by being ourselves. Like if we're, if everybody was just their true, authentic, real and raw self, nobody would guess, nobody played games. It it would be so much more um, like a sigh of relief. You know, you're not having to wonder. Right, People like, don't have to think, they don't have to wonder what I think of them. I, I tell you. <laughs> I love that. It's like you're living your truth. Like it's your truth. Yeah. So you don't, if that's your truth, if it's not someone else's truth, move along. Like they, I don't know. It's just, it's such hypocrisy to me when these people try to judge whatever it is. Um, so then when you were in for the season, you got, they asked you like, okay, who would you sleep with? Like, what would you do on the show? So that was like probably 
Yeah. I mean, we went into like we had Skype interviews and then we had in-person interviews and any questions were really, you know, involved like, you know, do you drink? Are you sociable? Are you this? Are you that? And I'm, I'm all of those things. And I also, I, I was honest. I was like, I've slept with bosses before, I, you know, I mean, not, there are certain situations that I won't put myself in. Right. But I, I'm very free in who I like and what I want. You know, I do what I want to do when I want to do it. And if that's a coworker, then that's a coworker. <laughs> totally. Fuck the rules. <laughs> I mean, I am totally okay with that. Why did you want to be on the show, like, in the beginning? Like, you know, like, did you just think it was going to be fun? Like, what were your motivations to wanting to do it? I had no idea what I was getting into. And honestly, like, I'm one of those chicks that, you know, I, I everybody has, like, body image issues, right? And I was like, oh, God, I hate every photo I take of myself. Now I'm going to be on camera. I'm going to look like a fat ass. I'm going to, like, and it's hot as balls in the South Pacific. And not only that, you're not wearing comfortable clothing. You're wearing bullshit polyester restrictive clothes, right? That aren't made for female deck hands. I was like, I'm going to sweat my ass off and just armpit stains and whatever. I was, I was dreading it. Cause I was like, what did I just do? And then honestly, like I, I work, I work really hard. I take a lot of pride in, in what I do for a living, whether it's, you know, jewelry or on deck or on a fishing boat. Like I, I, I don't half-ass anything. And so I got, I, you know, I thought for sure, I was like, okay, there's a couple of things, right? Like I'm going to be on a show I love, which is Below Deck. Um, it can't hurt, right? I know I didn't think I was going to be America's sweetheart. I mean, I'm, I'm not in real life. So like, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't think this fantasy on television. But I, I was excited because who doesn't want to be on TV? You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't crave fame. I, did, I never wanted to be an actress or a reality show star, but I can't complain about it either. Like after all my experiences, I, I far outweigh the pros versus the cons even now, you know? So you were a fan of Below Deck. Like you said, you're a big Bravo fan. Like Below Deck was one of the shows you just loved. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, it was, it was something that was up my alley, you know, it was boating and it was cool. And, and I had thought about working on yachts before, but just never like I, you know, I became a captain and, and fishing's my, my deal. You know, it never felt like work to me. It well, felt like work on Below Deck, but... <laughs> but but not in the real world. Before before you were on it, did you have a preference between Captain Sandy and Captain Lee, just from watching it? Oh, yeah. I did because... This is so funny. I actually... I loved Captain Lee, right? Because who doesn't when you're watching a show, you, you know, you fantasize about these people, like you idealize them somewhat and you, and you, you get a sense of, of who they are from the show, but that doesn't tell you who they are in real life. Right. So, you know, before having met Captain Lee, I was like, Oh, this is a guy I could totally get along with, you know, like what old man doesn't love me, you know, like I'm, I'm, I don't normally have issues (laughs) with a lot of people. And so I was like, he's going to be a great, you know, mentor, all that. But I also, I had hoped for, and, and I even asked them if I could be with Sandy because I had actually reached, she's, she has a sister in Jacksonville, Florida, which is where I lived. And her sister um, runs a school for autism. And my ex had a son who was autistic. And so I had actually, when I was a fan of the show, um, sent her a message on Instagram 
telling her I'd love to cater because we had a restaurant. I would love to cater one of their, their events. And so I talked to her a little bit and I just, I liked who she was. And then as, and then seeing her on, on camera, you know, she's a very, and in real life now I've met her several times and we have a friendship, but on camera is, she's no different. You know, she is very much involved in her crew and, and that's, that's what I'm accustomed to is, is, teamwork and people that want it they want you to succeed and that back you up and and if they don't you know why would you be in that environment so that yeah I, I preferred sandy <laughs> um but i you know captain lee and i we i mean we we have a, a a great relationship now um but yeah it was a little rocky when we were filming <laughs> and it's because like you felt so like were you disappointed like when they said you got the show it's captain lee it's not captain sandy I mean, to be honest, yeah, because she and I both, she's like, you know, ask for me. And I was like, oh, I already did, you know. But um, I feel like I, I would have gotten into a bosun position with Captain Sandy. Um, and I could also have learned quite a bit more um, as to the workings of a yacht. Because even now, and I've said this to fans that are, you know, a support of me or, or not, you know, there's still a lot I need to know about working on deck with that kind of boat. Like there, the, the difference people don't even think. And it's so funny because people are very quick to insult and judge it, it. And this is one thing I always cracked up about is granted, I've never operated a large yacht, you know, a, a large sailing vessel, anything like that. But there's, it's funny because when it comes to like dropping the anchor or bringing the anchor up on a yacht, you know, it's a matter of hitting the button you know, and then all the mechanics go into play, right? On my boat, you know, you still deal with seas just like you went on a yacht, right? And sometimes in Alaska, it's more rough and it's worse seas and it's shitty weather. I'm like hand lining that motherfucker in. And I'm, you know, I'm out there on the bow, like with no, no deck to like lean over and fall over on. Like one false move, I could be overboard. It's, it's funny because people are like, oh yeah, go back to your tugboat or go back to Alaska. I'm like, gladly, because I'm fucking learning shit and I'm being a badass there, you know, like, worth it to me totally and then so like other than that initial disappointment and like you know you and captain lee had a few you know you had a few hiccups yeah i i know you said like when you recently sat down i think it was like your one of your last interviews like with bravo daily dish and like you know you said like you thought captain lee you know like was part of the all boys club i mean that was part of it right yeah I'm not going to lie, you know, like I, I hope he understands me now, um, you know, because we had to sit down after reunion, one on one, you know, with his wife and, and it, it, no cameras, no nothing like that. And, and we, we really had to talk, whereas before he was seeing everything on deck from the same viewpoint as viewers, right? Like he wasn't in the situation and the only people paddling to him were the fucking boys that couldn't deal with their own mess, right? So with Captain Lee, like it was rocky and, and I felt like he was a part of a, the boys club because of how he and I were interacting. You know, it wasn't a lot of like, let me discuss with you and see what your issues are. And maybe that's the whole thing with rank. And, and maybe that's why people say, I do have a problem with it is I, you know, I don't, I don't look to rank even on my boat. You know, you are a person. I'm going to treat you like a person. I'm going to get the perspective and that's going to be, you know, how you judge a situation. And it wasn't that case. It was a lot of, um, even in even in last season, until Captain Lee actually saw the footage, you know, Ashton was a fucking suck up. 
I mean, he was so far up Captain Lee's ass and Captain Lee enjoyed it. You know, who doesn't want to have a puppet, you know, and who doesn't want to have people that they can, you know, buddy up with. And, and Ashton was that guy. And so he, you know, and he, and I mean, the get go, you know, when I came on deck, it was very much made clear to me that, you know, the boys were this team and I was coming into it. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Do you ever ask yourself why are so many dogs suffering with health issues? Well, actress Katherine Heigl, who's helped save over 1,600 dogs through her foundation, says she's seeing more issues with dogs' joints, odors, and health than ever before. And after doing a ton of research, says there's one place we can look to support any dog's health their food. So she decided to create something she could actually feel good about feeding her dogs, and it's called Superfood Complete. Superfood Complete is the only food I use for the dog in my life, Doherty. Why? Because Doherty's health is so important to me. Doherty is so picky. The apple doesn't fall far from the tree, but he loves this dog food. What do I love best about Superfood Complete? The fact that it's made with over 30 of the healthiest ingredients on the planet. But don't take my word for it. Go to Bad badlandsranch.com slash velvet in order right now to get 50% off your regular priced order with a 90-day money-back guarantee. If you want your dog to experience all these incredible things, go to B-A-D-L-A-N-D-S ranch.com slash velvet today. It's sandal season, and that's something I used to wait all year for. But now, with the new Croc-style sandals, I embrace those feel-good summer vibes all year long. And you can, too. I love Croc's new getaway sandals. With their new feel-free technology, they're so light and soft, it feels like you don't have shoes on at all. It's like walking on clouds. They're Brooklyn sandals. They're so stylish and sophisticated. They have a classic style and a modern simplicity. And let's not forget their new Miami sandals. They're an elevated silhouette, and they have a slight lift, which I love. So thanks to Crocs, these aren't just sandals for a single season. You can wear them year-round. And that's what I love best about Crocs because being this comfortable transcends a single season or a single vacation or even a single moment. It's a mindset. Thank you, Crocs. And right now you get 20% off your next purchase at crocs.com. Just use the code sandals20 at checkout. That's sandals20 at crocs.com for 20% off your purchase. Do you remember Tuesday, September 20th, 2016? Because we do. Because it's the day This Is Us premiered after more than 70 million of you watched our trailer and made our show go viral. I'm Mandy Moore. I am Chris Sullivan. And I am Sterling Brown. We are your hosts of That Was Us, a rewatch podcast starting May 14th. Listen to our episodes wherever you get your podcasts, and you'll be able to watch our episodes on the That Was Us YouTube channel. And you had problems with Ashton, like, right away, like, right from the get-go. Yeah, I mean, he's all, even last year, you know, he's always been somebody to hold a grudge. Um, I don't know why. I don't know if it's because he just, you know, I hear a lot about South Africans and how they, how the men, you know, 
uh, view the women. I can't speak for all of them, but I've met a couple of them now. And I feel like they're all pretty much under that stereotype. And Ashton, whether it was because he viewed me in a certain light as a woman where I had two holes and one of them should have been shut all the time. <laughs> it might have been the case. I don't know. I mean, he, you know, or, or maybe he was hurt by my rejection last season. Who knows? Right. It was one of those. Yeah. I mean, and that's the thing we saw last season, I think really more than any other season. And, you know, that it really was, you know, like, listen, there was a lot of like me too, for lack of a better word. Yeah. Issues that were brought out, which I mean, it's just, it's such a, I don't even know where to begin. You know, you would think like the yachting industry in a way is, it seems like really far behind the rest of the world and all that's been going on in the past do you think so now, or do you think like the whole world is kind of like that and people just hush about it sometimes? I mean, well, I can tell you how many times like there's sexual harassment in every workplace. Yeah, but really, yes, I would agree with that. But at least those issues are now being brought to like the forefront, and it's like, well, all these things are not okay. You just seem like there was a lot of things, you know, like okay, you take like Simone and the whole way like Simone was treated. Yeah. You know, and then I think, yeah, well, I mean, let's start with that. You know, I mean, you were very vocal on that and that didn't seem to, I mean, you were vocal on it, but a lot of the boys didn't really seem to think it was such a big deal. I mean, with, with her and Tanner or with her and the charter guests? Both in a way. Yeah. Well, I think Tanner's a fucking idiot. I, I think a lot of guys that age are idiots. You know, I had my own mishaps with Tyler, you know, season six. And I think, you know, I don't think men and women differ too much. I mean, we all want sex. We all have feelings. We all, you know, we, we all think or we all don't think before we speak, right? And I think with Tanner, you know, he was just trying to get laid as best as he could. And Ashton, who's used to being laid because he thinks he's the shit, you know, was facing a lot of barriers. And I think when you question someone's ego, whether it's a guy or a girl, like mine even, you know, what do I do? I clam up or I bow up when you question my ego. And it's like, nobody likes that, but you have to, of course, everybody has to figure out how to deal with it in a way that's, you know, not, not going to cause more trouble. And I don't think, you know, Tanner's an idiot for trying to sleep through the crew and treat Simone poorly. And, Ashton's an idiot because, I mean, he's in a leadership role, you know, and he was drunk and he was, you know, belligerent and he was aggressive. And, you know, it's just. And what about, and what about the charter guest situation with Simone? Oh God. Yeah. He, you know, I came, that's when I came in was on that charter. It was halfway through. And I mean, he was drunk, you know, and he's a charter guest. I'm not saying like a, being drunk gives anybody an excuse to behave a certain way. It's just our inhibitions are, are less reserved because of, you know, drinking. Totally. And so th- that guy, I think Kate did exactly what she should have, which is, you know, take Simone off service and um, remove her from the situation. I think if it went and got and escalated, you know, for sure, Captain Lee or Kate would have gotten more involved and, and, you know, put their foot down. It doesn't, give anybody the right because they have money or, or they're a charter guest to treat somebody like that. Right. And Simone was clearly inco- uncomfortable. I think, I think Simone and Courtney would have been very uncomfortable with the situation 
And I think Kate and I would have laughed it off or gotten back in their face and, you know, put them in their place. Yeah, I can't see you or Kate having really not put them in their place. No. And, and he, it's not, you know, it's funny because you've seen other seasons where, like, you know, Hannah kissed a charter guest, you know. That guy wasn't one that was, you know, anybody was looking to hook up with. He was just being gross and creepy. And, and I think very much so Kate and I would have probably let him have it, whereas Simone didn't know how to, how to step across that line. Is that really taboo? Like, if you want to sleep with a charter guest... Like in the real world, below deck, whatever. I mean, I, again, I've never worked on a yacht before. I'm sure it's frowned upon. But at the same time, if I have such a strong pull to somebody, right? What if that's going to be my husband? You know, I don't give a fuck about that job. I actually quit a job one time because of my fiance coming to town. And I was told I couldn't go pick him up at the airport three hours away. And I was like, well, fuck you. I'm, he's means more to me than you do. So. I don't you're know. Like, I mean, I think it, <laughs> you're like, I'm going. So if yeah. the job is not here, oh well. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I have a great work ethic. I do, but there are things that mean more to me than just work. You know, I don't live to work. I work to live. And I, I will never put myself in a situation that I didn't think was comfortable or that I didn't think was appropriate for, for me. That's good. I mean, that makes sense. And what about the whole, like, Brian-Courtney situation, which kind of, I mean, at the reunion, that was a big deal. Yeah. You know, it's, I'm so proud of Courtney, and obviously I look up to her. I admire her for being so well-spoken and so um, honest about how she feels. Because she says what I would love to say, only she says it more eloquently. <laughs> Right, like she's she's more laid on the line. Her points across. She's not screaming. She's not yelling. She's not cursing. And she's speaking for a lot of women out there. You know, like we don't want to be treated like trash. Neither do guys. You know, but it's like women's feelings are usually the ones that are getting hurt in that situation. And you know, on during filming, I didn't get to work with the interior that much, and I didn't get to see Courtney in that light while we were on deck and I wish I would have because I, I didn't think much of her on the sh- I didn't, I didn't not think much of her. I just didn't think about her because she wasn't this prominent figure that I saw on a daily basis. Cause I wasn't around her, but had I been, you know, I think I probably, she, she would have rubbed off on me and I probably would have been a lot more um, eloquent in my delivery. That makes sense. And I know you said... I would you, hope, anyway. <laughs> no, I mean, I think, you know, Courtney, I think she did well at the reunion, you know? Very much so, yeah. Brian, I think Brian doesn't get it. Um, I think that he will. I think he does have a good heart. But there's a lot of things that he, to this day, posts that are so contradictory on social media as to the 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 guys we saw there at the reunion, right? They're all sitting there apologetic and sorry and this, that, and the other. And, you know, Ashton and Tanner have been very quiet, which I think was a smart move on their part on social media. But Brian's not been, and it's it's a telltale sign of who he is, you know? Like, what's he been posting? Oh, gosh, he just, I mean, there's things, like, there's things that he's posted about, like, the Courtney situation or even... Kim, who he dated, things like that, that have 
just gone back on what he said at reunion or he's like, you know, we want to move forward. I mean, I don't, I don't remember verbatim or, or specifically post, but I remember seeing posts where it's just, you know, just shut up. Cause you're not proving your point that you're sorry for how she felt, you know, it, it, you can feel one way. I can feel one way. It doesn't make either one of us more right. We can both feel a certain way. And Courtney felt hurt by him and he thought he wasn't hurting her. And, and that's not the problem. The problem is, is that he wasn't accepting of her feeling that way and, right. and treating her poorly. And so his posts, you know, after that reunion showed that he really wasn't as sorry as he tried to make everybody believe with reunion. Did you believe like any of the guys were sorry at the reunion? Like, and if so, which ones or? <clears throat> All right. So I, you know, I was very, Kevin is such a mixed character for me because we didn't start off very well. <laughs> and I don't know what the fuck his problem was, you know, and I know there's like maybe 50-50 out there that thought I was to blame for the dinner fiasco and then thought he was to blame, right? Well, I honestly don't know what the fuck happened. All I did was ask for a paleo option because he asked us to give our opinions on what we wanted and he would order for the table. So I really don't know what the fuck the problem was. And so we started off very rocky. And then sometimes I got to see Kevin in this light where, you know, you see him like singing to himself or he's like sarcastically, you know, bantering with himself. And I, I think it's funny, you know? So I was like, this dude's, you know, he's all right, you know? Because um, he can laugh at himself or he can do whatever. Yeah. And then he left the show, he left filming without saying goodbye to Kate and myself. And I was like, I don't know, you know, I don't know about this. And like the whole uh, penis cake fiasco, I was there in the galley with him, like with everybody else, but I was there every step of the way. I was helping him doing dishes. I was very proud of his penis cake. And I was, I went to him after when he was hurt by the whole, you know, Kate kind of sabotaging the thing with him. And so I was hurt when he didn't say goodbye to me. And then at reunion, you know, he walked up to me after and he apologized to me in person. And I think that the way he was doing it was very sincere, but like with, with Ashton, I mean, to this day, he hasn't apologized to me and I, and you know, I don't apologize to him for anything. So maybe we're both not seeing something that we should in the other. He feels one way I feel another, but I think Ashton and I will never come to terms with each other. I don't give a flying fuck if I ever do. And even if I did have to work with him again, just like last season, you know, I would do my work, do my job and try my best to make it, you know, a, a copacetic environment. But, you know, there's feelings that might get out of, you know, heated after and off deck and, and who knows? I mean... I don't think, I, I think Kevin might've been sincere. I think the rest of them are full of shit. So if you got a call like right now, okay, next season below deck, Captain Lee, Ashton, you're reporting to Ashton. Let's go. You're, you're there. You think I'd be reporting to Ashton? I mean, I'm just saying like, if that was the scenario. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> I totally would. If only I mean, just to see Ashton squirm, right? Like I could still bust my ass. Like I'm a good worker. And I think that's something that anybody could have said about me, right? Haters and fans alike, you know, they, they saw my work ethic. And I'll, 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 that's what I'm hired to do is work. I'm not hired there to be Ashton's friend or be his, 
lack of a better term, cum dumpster, right? Totally. Were you shocked when Captain Lee like walked off the reunion? Yeah, because it was while I was speaking. <laughs> I fucking hate being interrupted. <laughs> I mean, he's like a very, you know, at least seemingly mellow guy. Yeah. Well, you know, probably because he knows when he's about to blow up and, and knows, you know, that's his time that he needs to step away. And I can respect that about him because that's something I, I still have to physically remind myself to do. You know, I, I do have a temper on me and I don't think I'm ever going to have the perfect temperament, but to, to learn is to grow. Right. And Captain oh, Lee didn't want to lose his shit on air, which is, understandable and admirable and and yeah i mean he he i think he walked out because he he felt the need that you know if he didn't he might have said something that he couldn't take back that makes sense and you and kate just you guys are fast friends even today like you keep in touch with kate oh yeah like i love kate you know she's somebody that i mean she's funny you know and she is smart and you know like last season Season six, we got off to a rocky start as well. Um, but then we came to understand each other. And I think that's all you can do is, is get to know somebody first, you know, as best you can before you judge them or, or, or be open to the fact that you might have judged wrong. You know, because I had opinions about her before I was on the show. And, um, but yeah, no, she's a great friend. We talk a lot. We, we, um, we share FaceTime and, and text message exchange and, and, and she's somebody that I think I'll always be friends with. What do you think about her leaving the show? I think, you know, I remember that day when we were docking and her boat that she first started on uh, pulled up next to us. And she was so taken aback by it. You know, it's so funny how things kind of came full circle. I mean, you can, a lot of people think this shit's staged. And maybe some television shows are, but there's, that I'm aware of, nothing is staged. You know, if, if we're arguing, they might say, okay, go talk to David about that, you know, on camera so that there can be this story. Right. But the fact that, like, these things happen, like, this, her first boat is right there on a season that just was shit for her, you know? And she was really contemplating, like, why am I here? Why am I doing this? Why am I putting up with it? Is it worth it? Seeing that boat was that moment. She understood then that she was probably done. It had come first full circle and it's time for her to move on. And, and now I she think, has. I think, I think it's great. Yeah. I mean, she has unapo- unapologetically Kate Chastain. So, I mean, mm-hmm. she's got her own serious XM show now. So that kind of yeah. all worked out. Right. Yeah. No, I, I don't think she's one to also make moves lightly. You know, I think she considers all the ramifications and also, you know, what the pros and cons will be. And I think she's aware that she's a very uh, prominent and strong figure and people like watching her and, and hearing from her. And, you know, she's making make, making moves in the, in the best direction for her. I think so, too. You yeah. know, I mean, that's a good show. I mean, I could yeah. see her. Um, what was I going to say? Do you keep in touch with anyone else besides Kate or is Kate the main Courtney. person? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Courtney and I are very, um, textually active. <laughs> That's great. More so, more so to like harp on, you know, trolls and bullshit, but she's also, she's, she's a funny gal, you know, and she's smart and you know, I, I, I would hate to not be in touch with her. So, so we, we share a lot of laughs via text and and we've talked some on the phone and and you know 
I'm, I'm glad that she and I are friends. Do you keep in touch with like, or do you know anyone from like any, I mean, you said, you know, Sandy, like, do you know people from the other below deck seasons or shows or are you friendly with anyone like that? Yeah. So it's cool because, um, like I said earlier, Ciara and Paget, they, um, they're very much into the van life as well. And, uh, they maybe don't want to do it full time. Like I've taken on, but, um, it sparked our conversation. You know, they reached out about, um, the company that outfitted mine and, and then they, we decided to do an Instagram live the other day, which actually, I didn't even know you could do it live. And then they cut you off. Like it cut us off after an hour. So I, I only figured that out about like it, if it wasn't for quarantine, I wouldn't know that either. I did. I was doing it with one of the New Jersey housewives. And after an hour, I'm like, what happened? Yeah. And then everyone started DMing me like, are you an idiot? It cuts you off after an hour. I'm like, how the hell would I know? Sorry, sorry we don't spend hours on Instagram live. Seriously. Like, I mean, I'm like, well, that's also your way of being like, you shouldn't be doing it for more than an hour. But same thing happened to me. Yeah. I don't know if anybody actually watched our whole Instagram live or if they went back and watched an hour of it, but it was, it went by so quickly and it was a fun conversation. I do enjoy talking to them. Um, I've spoke with Jenna a little bit just because I, I, I think probably she's misunderstood. You know, again, I don't, I haven't seen all the episodes, but, um, you know, I've seen some of her posts where, you know, I think she's affected by some things that people say. Yeah. And, so. Cause and, I like met her in life, you know, at the beginning of the season, I was like, you're great. And she's like, really? She's like, try not to hate me. You know, I'm not a bitch. So I was like, yeah. I-, I think you're great. So I think she might get a lot of hate and not. Yeah. And, and you know, and I, and, and th- that's the other thing that that's another reason why I call out a lot of people that are assholes on, on Instagram and social media. Um, I don't know if you've seen that, but I, I tend to blast them. I've been nicer during COVID cause we're all dealing with an ugly pandemic already. But, um, I, I feel like there are, again, I, I just don't give a fuck who you are if you don't like me, unless you're my mother, right? If you're my mother telling me to turn a gun on myself or rot in hell or whatever, then I really don't give a shit. And so, but if you say that to somebody like Jenna, maybe, I don't, I don't know her full extent of, of how she deals with it or, but like my sister, you know, she's. She's not as strong in personality as I am, you know, or, or somebody else that's dealt with bullying all their lives, maybe, totally. and they're very affected by it. You could say something like that. And if you, if you said the things that they said to me, put, turn the gun around on you, like somebody's physically said that to me, what if it wasn't me? What if it was one of these weaker, you know, people that or or just more affected person by a stranger's words that they actually contemplated doing that? And so I, I tend to blast them, not because I, well, maybe secretly I want fans to give them shit for it because they do, um, but they tend to do one of three things, right? Like they'll either block me so I don't have to worry about blocking them because I've just embarrassed them or they apologize, which is the best case scenario. And I've had that happen and I've acknowledged that as well. Um, or, you know, they just, I mean, they've shut up. I mean, they just shut up and they don't do it anymore. And I think that if you hold people accountable to what they say and what they do, you know, then it, it, it hopefully more and more people will catch on, you know, nobody, that one guy is not going to send me a video of him sucking his dick anymore. You know, how do you blast them? Like you just go right off on them. I mean, uh, usually I, usually I go off on him and the, it, well, usually I let them keep open and running their mouth right on a DM and then I'll say something and, you know, I'll either, I'll either go ham on him or I'll, 
try to be a little bit more civil. And if they keep on with it, then I'll screenshot it or I'll, you know, screen record it, whatever. And then I throw it up on my Instagram lives and people love it. People love to see me call out these fucking idiots. I mean, they're idiots. I think I should try that. Oh, do it. Do it. Because you know what? You're holding them accountable, number one. You know, so hopefully they're embarrassed by their behavior and they don't do it again. Or, you know, or they apologize, which is the best case scenario. But I tag them in it, right? So they see that I just threw you out there and I, and I tell them what I think of them. <laughs> I like that. I, I usually just block and delete and ignore. But every now and then, like, I'll lose my shit on someone. And I'll be yeah. like... All of this, I'm sorry, but like today's your day and you are just the one that's like the wrong way and I'm going to unleash on you now like you've never seen before and I will take you down. Yeah, like I'm not trying to take my time to figure out how to block your ass, you know? You want to come at me, you want to say something, you want to see something, go for it. But if you're going to be disrespectful or you're going to think that you're going to come at me and you're not going to get it back, you're you're wrong. You're barking on the wrong tree. And the funny thing is is I've seen, I've seen Courtney now do that again, more eloquently sometimes than I do, but, um, I've seen Courtney do that. And, and, uh, Molly, that model from the show, I talked to her a lot too. She came on our season. Um, she does it. And, uh, and I think, I think it's a good thing to hold people accountable. What I, what I almost hate as much as people offering up unsolicited opinions like that, um, is the people that tell me to ignore the haters because ignoring that behavior doesn't do a lick of good. And so right. or they're like, oh, just do you, girl. Ignore the haters. I am doing me. I'm calling that fucking hater out. Thank you very much. Now, now you just piss me off. <laughs> right, right. You're like, now you're pissing me off. But I don't say, I'm just like, oh, thanks. I'm doing me, you know. But it's like, don't, don't tell me to ignore them. You know, don't you ignore them. Do, like, set them straight. Yeah. Set straight. Set everybody straight. I'm going to have to like tag and then put it on my Insta story. I like but, that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then people, yeah. no, but I mean, I say the same thing you say. Like, I come at me. Like, I, I could take anything, but like, this is why children are committing suicide in high school. Yeah. What, the Unfortunately. Is, yeah. This is why. It's a like, real thing. Yeah. Yeah. No, you know, but you know what, too? It's, this is hilarious because like, less dog right? She was a fan of the show. And it was so Everybody's like tagging me in her post when she was like sticking up for me and all that. And I was like, you guys know something like everything she's saying as she's watching the show, right? And recording it, like telling Ashton he's a fucking idiot and he's a little bitch dick. What, you know, what all these things, right? I was like, everybody was like applauding her and commending her. And I was like, that bitch isn't saying anything I didn't say to these motherfuckers in their face and I got to wrap the shit for it. right right and now <laughs> but I mean I was happy for her support but I was just like it's so funny how people want to perceive things and want to take things and then how they choose to react to it you know it's just it's I don't strange. think it's just it, it, it's it's a very fleeting moment type feeling I think a lot and also, like, I'm sure, like, you know, a lot of people think they know these people that they're watching on TV, which, you know, like, it's not fake, like, you are watching a real thing, but, like, you don't really know that person. You know, you might get a sense of their personality, but you don't know this person. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm a bit feisty and fiery, but I'm also, I'm really, 
I think very compromising and very, I try to be thoughtful. And I also am very loving. I'm way more Smiley Riley than I am Rotten Riley. It's just, don't piss me off. <laughs> that makes sense. And you're good with Captain Lee today. You guys are like in a good place. Yeah. Yeah. He, um, actually I texted quite a bit with his wife while he was on, uh, for, they were starting to film season seven or season eight. Right. And, um, and he's been somebody that, you know, that since our conversation, like he's, you know, I, I have no issues with him. I, I'm not going to lie about what happened in the past, but moving forward, you know, we had a conversation that cleared the air with each other. And you thought that he played favorites. Like, I mean, you were very, you know, I mean, every, I mean, he'll say, I right? favor Kate. I mean, he's, oh, yeah. he's open about that. That, I, that is so stupid to me. Everybody's like, oh my God, you don't have Kate's back. You're this, you're that. You're talking about her back, you know, whatever. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? I've said everything I've ever said to Kate's face, right? I would, and I wouldn't not. And it's not untrue, you know? Yes, it's because you've worked with him for so long. But that doesn't mean he's not favoring you. Like he right. does favor you. That's the bottom line. And and what well deserved, undeserved, whatever. It doesn't matter. It's still how it is. Right. Who's gonna be the new Kate Chastain? Oh my god. Um I heard I heard rumors she's she well, I don't think anybody can replace Kate, right? Like right. I mean, she's just one of a kind. Um but I heard rumors that the new Chiefs do. Um, well, I heard she's not very liked. <laughs> at least, at least to begin with, I, she's not very liked. She's. I mean, I don't know. I. I, I don't know. I don't know what I can say. <laughs> Is she someone that like the viewers have seen before? Um, not that I'm aware of. No. Is she someone, like, that's known in the yachting industry? Like, I mean, is the yachting industry small where, like, everybody kind of... I mean, I know you're not really in the yachting industry, but... Yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, I'm not really in the yachting industry, but not that I would know. <laughs> interesting. So she's not well-liked. All right, well... Well, I mean, I just know... I heard a couple of things, you know, when it was going... When it was starting, and that's it, but... Do I don't you... really you know. I'm not on it, so I was like, I don't right. know. You're like, it's, I'm not coming back. Do you know? Spoiler alert, I'm not on it. <laughs> that's, that's a spoiler alert for some. I mean. I know. I mean, I was, I, I obviously like, I'll go stew. I'll go bosun. I'll go third fucking deck can again. I'll go captain. I don't give a fuck. Like, let me, let me at it. Right. But, um, you know, they wanted a whole change up and I can understand why. And I think people, a lot of times the fans were asking for that, you know, and, and maybe, I mean, I, I don't agree with it. I think it'd probably be pretty cool to have like a lot of the same crew every year. That's, I mean, I feel that that's the way to go, but that's just me. I feel that's one of my personal criticisms of Below Deck that like you, I don't know, like it's same thing like with a housewife. You get to know a housewife the first season. The second season is like when you're invested. And the third season is when you're like, I hate you. I love you. Like, right. Right. I I don't know. I, I think it should be the same Crew yeah, I do too. Maybe just like one or two new ones. Right. Yeah. That's how I feel. But yeah. this is going to be like a total wiping the slate clean, like no Ashton, like nobody from the past. It's my understanding. Interesting. Yeah. Maybe we should produce our own van Seriously? life, like, you know, bullshit. And like across got, country. Yeah, I got a double decker, you know, like I got a room on top so we can, like, you know, I mean, we, we can make this shit work. Very small, tiny living quarters. <laughs> 
that that would work. Out in the wild, you know, it's be kill or be killed. It would be like below deck on wheels. I can gut a fish like no other. So, you know, we get out there in the wild, I will gut you. I'm not sure what yeah. use. I mean, I would be comedic <laughs> relief and entertainment, but I would be of no service. I don't drive. I mean, I'm from New York City, so I can't even what? drive. I drive. I have a license, but I, I can't drive. And I certainly <laughs> couldn't fish or anything of the sort. But I would want to come along for the entertainment. I enjoy laughing. So if, that, if that's what you have to bring to the table, I'll take it. That I can bring. I can bring stories and I can bring entertainment. But like, you know, anything else in the wild, I, this might be, I'm such a city person. It's like, you should come. So now what's your plan? Like, I mean, is Corona like affecting your cross country van plans? I am not someone to sit still anyway. Right. So when that shit hit the fan, I was actually in Italy when, you know, when the virus like went viral. (laughs) Wow. I flew from the reunion to Italy, um, spent a few days in Sicily, went to Venice, stopped over in Rome, and then flew to Moldova. So I was actually on a flight, like, most of my two-week trip, right? And I was with a girlfriend of mine who got sick. And I was like, oh, my God, you probably got corona. Like, go check it out, you know? And she ended up having a strand of it. But, like, I didn't get affected by it. But when I came back and things were shut down, I was I came back to Florida because I was with my family. My stepfather was, was dying of cancer. And so that in and of itself, like in Florida, where I already don't like to be, it's flat, it's hot, there's bugs everywhere. Um, I've got great friends there, but it's just, it's, it's the minute, you know, it turns hotter than 70, I'm out of there. Yeah. And I couldn't move anywhere. And then they closed down the damn beaches. So you can't even go walk your dog on the beach or get some kind of relief. Who wants to be cooped up in a house all day? So I've got a lot of shit for being on the road. Like, I'm like, what? You know, people are like, why are you traveling and helping spread the disease? And last I checked, I didn't have it. Right. And also, it's just me and the damn dog in the van. So we're swapping spit. We're not doing anything more than you are by going to check your fucking mail or pump gas or go to the grocery store. You know what I mean? Like, it's just... People are so fucking stupid, I swear. Oh, my God. So, like, the, I I literally was just saying this the other day. So, like, okay, we have, like, mom shaming. We have slut shaming. We now have social distance shaming. I So, when I put out these podcast episodes, you know, I'll post pictures. So, mm-hmm. I've been putting out, you know, like, say, like, one of the New York housewives that I'm really good friends with. I'll put out an episode with this person, and I will post, like, 10 pictures on Instagram. You know, you slide it. So, I'm in 10 different fucking outfits, Oh, so, but yeah. The other day I do this and someone's like, you're going to die. What the fuck is wrong with you? I'm like, so I was like, yes, this, these pictures were all taken today. I woke up early. We went here and had a drink. Then I went home and changed. I just had the best day of my life. And they thought I was serious. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, know, I'm are you a fucking moron? Like you're shaming me. Like these pictures were taken a fucking year ago. You dumb moron. So I, yeah. I, I totally get it. No, it's so sweet. And like, I, I did, um, I have with the jewelry, I have a, a couple that buys, she has like 18 pieces of mine. Right. And I was like, I can't drive past them again and not say hello. And thank you. Like, I like to show my yeah. appreciation of people that are supportive of me. Right. And so I stopped to say hello to them and I got to say like, how dare you? Da, da, da. And I was like, you know what? Are you hanging out with your husband? Are you hanging out with your kid? 
are, are, are you like, I mean, are you ordering something from Amazon and picking right. like, what the fuck are you doing? That's any, I mean, I'm, if I had COVID, I would not go do that. Right. right. I've got tested. I, I'm negative. I'm all this. I'm all that. There's also, how come nobody, here's, the, here's what is really like baffling to me. Like there's so many other fucking diseases out there that we really ought to be very scared of and very worried about like, i.e. sexually transmitted diseases. Where the fuck is everybody going crazy about that for? You know what I mean? Totally. Half the people don't even fucking wear condoms. It's totally. like, d- don't come at me with some bullshit. Yeah. I don't know. It drives me No, I, Listen, this sent me over the edge when I got like social distance shaved the other day with 13 different outfits. I'm like, in what world yeah, do you yeah. think this was all? You think I ran home to my apartment and changed and went back out 10 times? <laughs> Yeah. Oh, God. I mean, yeah, how stupid, stupid, how stupid do you have to be? And then yeah, I got I, a huge lecture on Instagram about social distancing. And I'm like, that's an example of where I'm like, I am going to come for you now and tear you to pieces. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know what goes on in people's minds. It's crazy, right? Like you see all these, like, if you, I mean, I watch some of the like uh, documentaries on like serial killers and things like that too. And I'm like, how the fuck do these people think this way? Right. But it is every day. Every kind of thought process out there. I'm like, if only everybody thought like I did, right? Like, <laughs> the world would there be better. Like... But, like, I mean, I get questions even about, like, uh, you know, like, uh, the bison teeth in my in my jewelry. Or, like, today I even got a, a, a message about an ivory piece I had. And somebody's like, oh, my, you better tell me that's not elephant, Right. And I'm like, yeah, I fucking went up to an elephant and killed him just for his touch. Like, I'm not, people get so aggressive with me. I mean, being a hunter and all that, they're like, I got told I hunted exotic zoo animals that were on the endangered species list. Like, people want to take shit so fucking far that I don't know if they're, they're like, are you, are you being serious or are you that fucking thick skulled that you don't know how to think outside of your own little box? I think they're being completely serious. Oh God. And my whole thing is, no. And my whole thing is just like, you need to look in and go get some help. Cause like that bitterness and anger, that's on you, dude. Like that ain't on me. Like you got to go work on your internal shit over here. People tell me that all the time. Cause I'm so aggressive on this show. They tell me, um, I'm not a happy person and I, and I have anger issues and I should address it before, you know, I'm really like, I'm very unhealthy. I'm like, I'm fucking pretty happy. (laughs) You seem happy to me. Yeah, you know i mean of course i'm the ultimate judge you know of character over here yes well, you know so what's your plan with the, like are you just like do you have a like destinations or you're just like do you have yeah. a path of i mean i destiny? never I, uh, I never do <laughs> like ever since i quit real estate i don't know what the fuck i'm doing like tomorrow right but um luckily things kind of work out for me, you know, and I, and like, I get it. I get that. It's more so the people in my life and the fact that like, I'm not afraid to do something different. Right. So I, I mean, I got my plans changed all the time, but I have a, I have one at the moment. <laughs> um, right now I'm going to be in Utah for another couple of days and then I'm going to mosey on up towards the border um, because I'm going to be working on a, a boat again this summer. Last year, I took the summer off. Um, and then this year, I am going to be working on a, a commercial salmon drift boat, um, which I haven't done a, a commercial salmon boat before. So that's new and exciting. And, and I'm 
I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And then when people come on these boats, are they ever like, oh my God, it's Riley from below deck. Yeah. So this commercial boat is going to be just a small crew where we're just, we're feeding you guys. Right. But like before the charters where I, I was doing fishing trips. Yeah. People are like, even like now, I mean, people are like, it's so fun. I don't think I'm that recognizable as a person. And a lot of times people say to me like, Oh yeah, I heard your voice and I knew it was, you know, I was like, well, I wasn't yelling at anybody. So how'd you, that's so <laughs> funny. Know? That's so but, funny. No, yeah. People, people recognize me pretty often. And, and I mean, I don't mind, I don't mind stopping and chatting and saying hello and, and then yeah. they want a picture, of course. Yeah. And of course, like they take it on their phone. So it's like the most hideous of me. And I've never like dressed up or done up. So it's like, you know, I've been wearing the same shit for the last two weeks. Wash like, I, I, wash, I wash my knickers in a creek. Wow. <laughs> I mean, I would do that if I just, I mean, I, I like envy you. I like envy you. Well, would you do that on our road trip? Would you wash your own underwear in a creek then? Yeah. That yeah. I would do. I mean, because like, what's the other option? No underwear. Yeah, like, underwear. I'm I'm more low maintenance than I look or people think I am. Like, I, I can rough it. Like, I can rough it. Like, I've been to like 50, I've been to Antarctica. Like, I've traveled the world. Really? Yeah. I love to go to Antarctica. It's amazing. Literally, oh, it's amazing. Oh, that would be. I mean, that's one of my my dream destinations is to go scope that out and like do a little research, you know, while I'm there, like or help a research team. But that's the thing. Like you could, I did like the lightest version. Like I went for like eleven days, but you can go for a really long period of time. I mean, it takes like two and a half days to get there through the Drake Passage, and I it, almost feel like it's almost like you're traveling to the moon, right? Like it's got to be pretty expensive to get to Antarctica. Well, first of all, that's what I, that's how I describe it. It's like, it's the closest thing to like not being on earth because like yeah. they time it so that like your ship doesn't see any ships going or coming. So like, that's however scary. the tour companies work, it is. So like, however the tour companies work, they just work it out. Like your ship's not the only ship there, but you see nothing else after a certain point of nothing you see glaciers in in penguins and seals and but in whales but you don't see any humans other than the people on your ship and then i mean you get off and go on land you appreciate it but when you come back and you look at your pictures you're like this was like being on another planet right. really strange and like you don't have perspective like the glaciers or the glaciers are really the best part like yeah. it looks so grandiose but then you get back and look at pictures and like this huge ship that you're on is like the tiniest thing because they take a picture of the ship for you. Like a lot of times when you stop and you don't even realize, and then they send you your pictures. Like your ship is this big in the glacier and you're like, what? Like it just gives you perspective. Yeah. It's really good. I'm like, I'm so jealous. That would have been an amazing trip. I'm sure. So I like, when did you do that? Like maybe like three years ago ish. Oh my gosh. I want to go next time. I did it in like December through March is like the season to do Antarctica. So it's, that's, it's, Antarctica. Their, it's their summer. Okay. So it's, Which aren't the, isn't it? I mean, how cold was it? You know what? It's really, really, really cold. But it, after but a certain like, temperature, you can't. I mean, it's like, it's only reason it's, I mean, they give you a special suit to put on, you have to put the boots on and like, it's only cold because like when you get off the ship, you're off for like an hour. So it is like an hour of being outside in the real cold. But honestly, in New York City, I mean, I assume like Chicago, Alaska, it's no colder per se than that, like maybe a little bit. 
Right. But, yeah. But, but I mean, like you know, look, we we got lucky in that we got to go, we got to go get off the boat, like for every venture we could, except one. But sometimes people go and like they, there have been things where you get your money back, like half of it, because like if if the waters are too rough, you can't get off the main boat to get on the little right. like. Yeah, what are you gonna do? What What are they gonna do? I mean, that's a sketchy situation. They just won't let you off because, like, apparently, if you fall in the water, you die within like I don't know how but, hypothermia. Yeah, no, it's really... you know, I mean, you can't even prevent that. Like, your body does it for you. Like, it shuts down. That's the thing. So we were lucky that like the waters weren't so bad when we get there. But going through the Drake Passage, it's like I thought I was gonna die at one point because, like, I mean, the boat is seriously rocking Did and you like. Get Oh, I get seasick just by stepping on a boat. So, right, I'm not one for below deck, really. But oh god, you better be so fun. Yeah, no, I, I would do below deck just because it would be really fun. But so you like get the patch when you get on, and everyone gets the patch. You're fine. You're just like I just had a headache the whole trip. Like you're just kind of dizzy okay. the whole time. Oh but, my gosh, that's amazing though. You know, if you ever wanted to come to Alaska, I'd be your tour guide. Well, it's so funny. I think I'm going to come to Alaska next year. So we'll, Are have, you? we'll like keep in touch. Yeah. Like a friend of mine is having like a milestone birthday and she was planning like a whole thing in Alaska. So maybe we'll go. So and is then, it just you two or what? She's planning it now. It, it, it might just be us too. Cause is that your I, plan? I do tours, you know? Oh, really? Okay. We'll like text. I have your number. Yeah. We'll, yeah. And then, and then I'll let you go. Cause I know we're getting over time. So two things. One, what have you, what do you watch like before you were on the road? Like, what did you love on Bravo besides Below Deck? Like, were you a Housewives fan before you? Yeah, were? I'm a Housewife fan. I'm not like all, I don't like all the uh, Housewife um, franchises. Like, I always watched, um, I watched Vicky's, right? Okay. <laughs> I can't stand Vicky. A lot of people say that. She's annoying. Well, guess She's what? She's so much. Well, guess what? She is has been let go, so she's no longer part of the series, or she's yeah. resigned, whichever way you'd like to spin it. Oh, right. Like, like oh, yeah, like Chandler resigned from season six. <laughs> Fucking, he never, he got fired. <laughs> I mean, that's just, yeah. I mean, I assume, you know, I guess Bravo just lets some people say, you know, they've resigned or how they're going to. Have you ever, uh, yeah. have, have you met? Well, yeah, I mean, what else? Like, do you watch Beverly Hills? Like, any of that? The world's most exciting podcast, home of borders, language, culture, and here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. I'm Michael Savage, host of the Savage Nation podcast, home of borders, language, and culture. Hear my new podcast each week as I speak with top guests from around the world. Right now, we have over 700 shows in our library. Featuring interviews with world leaders, scientists, faith teachers, and more, including President Donald Trump, Prime Minister of Israel Ehud Barak, Edward Teller, the father of the hydrogen bomb, Jerry Falwell, and so much more conversations and commentary you cannot find anywhere else. Other guests have included Samuel Cohen, the father of the neutron bomb, Breitbart's Alex Marlowe, the great author Peter Schweitzer, Colonel Douglas McGregor, Be Here or be nowhere, the Savage Nation podcast. Catch the Michael Savage podcast on all podcast platforms every Tuesday and every Friday. Yeah, that's the one with, with like, I, I, I feel so, I love these shows, but I don't have them on the road, right? Um, so, and I, I watched the one with, well, it, 
Beverly Hills is Dorit and all that, right? Yes. I love Dorit. I love Dorit. Love. I don't like I don't like her fake accent. I don't like that she's well, I don't like that about well, it. Well, the accent this season. The accent's gone. There there is know, no accent. It's it's gone. So I don't know what happened, but the accent has yeah. gone away. And uh, uh the the New York, although I I you know, again, like if I met them all in person, I'd probably have a different perspective, but I don't like Luann. Interesting. I mean, pretentious. A lot of people say that. A lot of people say that. Well, that's how she comes across. Yeah. She comes across. But so, like, Ramona. Ramona, I think, is a disaster, which is really funny. Um, but also, like, I would never want to be her friend because <laughs> I just don't trust her. I mean, I, I could see that. I have a very complicated history with Ramona. That that would be like a that would be like a three hour show. We'd have to we'll have to talk about oh, that. God. But I mean, yeah, Ramona yeah. is an interesting character. The good thing about the New York girls, though, is they all drink. They're so they drink so much. Yeah, so that, they're they're fun. They're fun. I mean, I love I love I love to drink. I actually have a, a you and me both coming out. Oh really? Yeah, I haven't really promoted it yet because COVID hit and all this bullshit. But I got FDA approval. So, like, this is really, like, I mentioned it on my live the other day, like, in passing, but this is really, like, the first public announcement about it. But I have a gin coming out. Wow. Yeah, What's it going to be called? Wiley's Gin? Close. <laughs> I mean, that's a good name. I don't know why, but there's, like, a theme going on with my business names, right? I don't know why I did quotes, but I don't consider myself, like, a... a, a Businesswoman or like a jewelry mate or whatever, but for some fucking reason I'm doing it and it's selling. So whatever, I gotta embrace it, right? So there's this like theme going on where you know I don't know if you know of uh, the old Bobillion saying uh, the life of Riley, but it's R I L E Y. It's about yeah. this dude. Yeah, it was like living his best life, right? Like yeah, that like life of Riley. Started. Yeah, that started back in the Bobillion era, right? So I, because mine spelled differently, I was able to do the life of Riley with my spelling. And I've always used that phrase. And so everything's basically a product of the life of Riley, right? Like I'm, I'm doing the whole Nicki Minaj thing. You got to throw your name in everything because that's how it's branded. <laughs> I, I, think, I think that works. Yeah. So, so my jewelry is called Untamed by Riley, a product of the life of Riley, right? But Untamed for short, whatever. I love it. Um, my gin... Is called Unleashed by Riley, um, which I don't know why. Again, I don't know why the un is there. No, I, then, I like it. I mean, you know. I mean, if you drink enough gin, you will become unleashed and yeah. and untamed eventually. And unapologetic, Kate. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and then um, I my tours that I started working on, those are called Uncharted by Riley, which is all, again, the the product of the life of Riley, so. It all works. I love it. And, okay, so I'll keep you posted on Alaska, and if you come to New York at all, I mean, I live in Chelsea, which is near the West Village, where Kate lives, so. Okay. Well, no, she moved. She left the West Village? She's in Florida. I didn't know that. She's dealing with a love bug pandemic right now. I I am not a bug. I will kill a moose, I'll wrestle a bear, I'll do all that. But the minute you put something with more than four legs next to me, like snakes, lizards, frogs, I don't mind those. I'll, I'll play with them all day long. But something with more than four legs, I freak out. I squeal like a little girl. And Kate is, 
it is so not even cool. Like what she's like, there's a love bug issue in Florida, right? But this is like, she she said it perfectly. Like she took video and put it on her live, and her windows are like blacked out from the amount of love what? bugs that are like in, like they are no, that's surrounding like, her house. That's that, so disgusting. It's so funny because she's like how to tell if your house is haunted and like what these bugs and it is like they are they are it is the love bugs are massive down there and, and, you, and you drive anywhere in it and they're all over your car right but this is like they are swarming her house and her house is on a breezy intercoastal did she leave just for corona like is she coming back after or she just moved to florida um i mean kate you know kate Kate does what she wants to do when she wants yeah. to do it. But I think it was good for her to leave New York and get to Florida for a short little stint because she, you know, I would die in New York if I couldn't even go outside. Like, I don't hear that it's there's weird. very large apartments up there. <laughs> I mean, they, they can be large, but the majority yeah. of apartments are, but there's no yeah. backyard or anything like that. So. Yeah, no, I'm not a city girl. So for me, I think she did the right thing. But yeah, I'm not, New York, I think, suits her really well too. So yeah. I'm sure she'll that well you'll have to come and visit me then or if you're ever in new york we'll have oh my gosh we'll go out and have lots of drinks you know she and i talked about a road trip to alaska because she wanted to do one too so if the three of us oh god you guys would have me rolling laughing i'm like ready to go i'm like (laughs) right listen i'll go anywhere at this point i'm like you like i kind of just pick up and go i mean i can do this podcast anywhere i mean it's not gonna there you go so just give me my th- think, think about the footage you'd have. Like, it'd not only be, like, funny comedic relief, but then there'd also be, like, I mean, there'll be a bear and a Riley shitting in the woods right behind you. It'll be like, okay, everyone, <laughs> let me tell you what Riley did last night. I mean, she doesn't know I'm saying any of this, but this is what's happened. Oh, you know what? I I did a really good... I'll, I'll end it on this, right? Yeah. I did a really awesome prank, with, and she doesn't even know it yet. And it's been... God, it's been, like, a, a little over a year... But like, there's um, I would totally do this to you and Kate. <laughs> I would do Tell this me, to you guys in a heartbeat. Um, so like, moose poop in Alaska is a is a big thing, right? They turn it into jewelry. I don't do that, um, but it's like it's a funny souvenir. And um, I had a girlfriend. Like, I have a lot of people join me on my cross country treks because they they want to see America and they and you know I can show them a good time, right? And so I told, I was like, okay, every gas station stop, every stop we make, you know, we're doing like a little workout thing and we're going to eat healthy on this trip. Right. And she's a beautiful girl. And I was like, so don't be bringing any junk food. None of that. You know, we'll, we'll do right. And, um, she shows up and I filmed, I filmed every little clip up until her, this whole, (laughs) this whole thing went down and I was like, I'm I was filming my, like, I had a friend doing it with me, right? And I was filming myself trying to find the perfect moose poop. Um, I filmed myself getting, you know, going to the store, like, running into bull moose on the road, all this stuff, right? And she shows up, and I waited a couple days. And finally, I come into, like, this perfect little deal where she's she had pulled out a bag of, like, snacks out of her backpack. And I was like, what the fuck is that? You know, what are you doing with that? And she's like, oh, yeah, I can't help it. Like, sweet tooth, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, no. I said, I made the perfect protein bites. Like, these are awesome. <laughs> and like, my friend's in the backseat. I was like, do we still have any left? You know, she played it perfectly. She's like, I've been eating them like crazy. And she's like, I don't know. Let me look. And then 
And it was funny because she actually hands me like one in her hand. And I was like, no, 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 don't hand me one. <laughs> hand me the cup, right? And, I, and I'm filming this whole thing. And I had like rolled it in. It was old poop and I would rolled it in chocolate. And it's wheat and grass. It's nothing like too gnarly, right? And so it looked like this perfect little chocolate-covered protein bite. And she pops it in her mouth, and she's like, and you literally on camera hear her. She's like, hmm, that's good. Are you serious? That's crazy. I I cracked up. So I didn't have the heart to tell her then. I don't now. She's probably going to watch this. You would have to to tell me, like, at least six months later. Like, at least. Yeah, I mean, I feel bad because then I'm like, you know what? It is. It did. It did go through that whole process, right? But honestly, it's like wheat and grass. I mean, whatever. Remind <laughs> I, me. Just I will never. I mean, that's how COVID started. I, I will never eat anything you give me unless it's like in the package, unopened, with like a label on it. It was for. I just ate a cricket the other day. Listen, you don't know what you're going to eat on a road trip with me. If, Naked if you, and afraid, here I come. If you eat it first, I'll eat it. But Alaska, I, I'll go there any day with you. So I think we should plan this road trip. Awesome, now, let's do it. We'll do it. I'll text you now. Where can we find you online on Instagram? Um, I'm really only on Instagram at Me the too. Life of Riley. Yeah, I don't. I, you know, Twitter's a cesspool of hate. So Instagram is at the Life of Riley, and my website's the same, thelifeofriley.com. Um, and yeah, and that's where we can find all your jewelry. Yes. Yeah. I, I post a lot of my jewelry uh, creations on Instagram and my Instagram story. So like not to inundate too much with Instagram, but um, I usually update my website a little bit later and I do blogs. I have Alaska information on there um, and my gin will be on there shortly. So amazing. So everyone needs to follow you. Okay. Um, all right. So text me. I have your text. We'll like stay in yes. touch. Yes. Yes, please do. You're so much fun. Gina told me, Gina told me you were going to be great. You were. Oh, good. I love her. I love you. I'll tell her you said hi. All right. Thanks, David. I love you guys. And you have a good, safe quarantine, yeah? You too. Yes. And text me. Stay inside. Yeah. (laughs) Enjoy your road trip. All right. I'll talk to you later. Yes. Text me. (laughs) Bye. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review. Because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones. And the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're Behind The Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon, because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind the Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon.